on today's episode of Afrinuk Podcast, if you want to commercialize a product, spawn a startup, develop climate solutions to emissions-free baseload electricity, get high-impact funds and evaluations on your innovative ideas, then listen to the end to get enriching details as we bring you a big catch in the industry, Lakshana Huda. Lakshana is an investment associate at The Engine, where she brings over a decade of experience in academic research and commercialization of climate-focused technologies. Prior to working at The Engine, she helped build Activate Boston, an entrepreneurial fellowship program supporting science innovators from concept to first product. Lakshana was also at APA-E, a high-risk, high-impact funding agency within the Department of Energy, USA. Lakshana holds a PhD in nuclear engineering from University of California, Berkeley, and an MEng in mechanical engineering from Imperial College, London. A big catch to have someone as big as you on here. So oh. I'm very happy. <laughs> Not at all. It's it's really my pleasure to be here. Oh, thank um, you so much. I sincerely uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. Tell me about you. And what you absolutely. do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you once again for, for having me on the podcast, Jerry. Um, You're and, and and maybe just for a little bit of context, you know, um, we both know each other through the On Deck Climate Tech Fellowship, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that I got to meet so many amazing people such as yourself um, in that fellowship. Um, so I... Um, my, my my name is Lakshana Hudar and I Thank you for uh, clarifying your name. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No <laughs> because the name is really, really unique, so it's good for our audience it's to know how to pronounce it. Cool. It, it's it's a it's a difficult name, yes. It's a, it's yeah. an Indian name. So mine my, is more difficult. Current, Have you um, tried to pronounce mine? <laughs> Jeremiah Bazo. Okay, there you are. You tried. Good try. <laughs> <laughs> you have to correct me yeah you're me right really my, my name is uh, Mbazo Jeremiah so you're correct oh great, great it's just great, I pronounce wonderful. it a little bit faster because it's my name so just the way you pronounce yeah. it Luciana or something like that so cool yeah yeah perfect <laughs> um, yeah so I you know, I, I grew up in, in Belgium, um, did my undergraduate studies in the UK at Imperial College in mechanical engineering. I was always very interested in kind of science and math and that kind of thing. So uh, wanted to get into engineering. And then while I was doing my undergraduate studies, I, um, I sort of became fascinated with nuclear engineering and wow. the potential for nuclear engineering to um, to solve some of our climate change problems, especially given that it's a emissions-free source um, of baseload electricity, which is um, it, it's it's not easy to find solutions like that yeah. uh, that can uh, yeah. you know that that can uh, yeah like readily combat some of these climate change issues. And, and of course, you know, I I understood that there, there were a lot of controversies around this space you know like the, there's issues around the nuclear waste um, disposal uh, but I, I was still really fascinated by the by the potential for these technologies and um, and I was starting to learn more about advanced nuclear reactor designs that could combat some of the challenges that our existing nuclear reactors were facing um, and so I 
came to UC Berkeley to get a PhD in nuclear engineering. Uh, so I studied advanced nuclear reactor designs. I, I worked on uh, the heat transfer of the nuclear reactor core in a fluoride salt cooled high temperature reactor. So that sounds so technical. It, yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a very technical um, PhD wow. with a lot of uh, experimental work and um, you know computational work, uh, some theoretical work. It's like it was a mix of a lot of a lot of things, and um, and it was it was an amazing experience to be able to um, work on advancing some of these technologies wow it's 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 it's, it's so amazing like i mean like at what point because i i begin to wonder like someone um especially um from um, india originally although you said you grew up in belgium which means a lot of the lifestyle of the uh of the developed world must have um um infiltrated or like been in you already so um I began to wonder, like, at what point begin, did you develop the interest to um, go into nuclear technology? Like, at what point? What, like, what was the 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 spark that made you say, "Oh, this is yeah. it for me"? Like, and especially going into the advanced nuclear technology, because um, for me, coming from a developing world, I would be interested in Gen four reactors and the advanced one, but I will not be looking at home. Perhaps, maybe at the immediate um, um, level except maybe in looking at the future because um we'll like be more receptive to um kind of um proving technologies and not um, the advanced ones except we want to uh, leapfrog as usually in africa so at what point did you get that spark uh, that came to you to say okay i'm going to do this yeah that's a great question and I honestly can't really pinpoint an exact moment where something just clicked for me. Um, but I do remember uh, during a class in high school, in one of my physics classes, we were talking about different ways to generate electricity. And and I remember the page on nuclear had, you know, had, uh, had pros and cons. And that was the only page that had pros and cons. All the other pages, like solar and oil and gas, like they were all just like pros. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, and um, I, I like to tell people that I've always been drawn to controversial topics uh, because I love to kind of delve deep no into why something point. is controversial. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and um, and so that was so, so I would say that certainly got the idea in my head that I want to learn more about um, nuclear technology and how it can be used for electricity generation. Um, and then just yeah, and then like after that, like throughout my undergrad, and you know, I I, I kind of kept it kept you know kept up to date with what was happening in the field and um, and. Uh, research in the U.S. at least in advanced nuclear reactors was really picking up, and uh, there was lots of uh, you know research funding in in these types of areas, and so uh, that's what really um, kind of cemented the idea for me that I wanted to work in this space. 
Wow. Um, and now yeah, your, yeah. your journey has really taken you to like the, the highest echelon of, uh, of um, research and also um, organizations that, that deal with um, people that um, have ideas and new ideas of um, um, starting up uh, new products or technologies. And this brings me to the next question about uh, the area where you are working and that's the activate fellows and uh, from your background you you said that um, you you helped to start up um, the activate um, fellows um, in the boston office right you helped that's to build right. yeah that's you right. have to build activate boston and um, can you tell us a bit about activate boston and what it means and activate in general because i understand from the under climate fellowship where we met um, you talked a lot about the activate fellowship and maybe our audience would like to hear more about it and know what you have to say about it perhaps it's yeah might be what they yeah. want to key into yeah absolutely um so yeah so my, my journey has kind of taken me away from nuclear actually at, at this point obviously um, yeah but still still very much involved in um in kind of keeping up to date with what's happening and um yeah so i you know i i spent about a year and a half at an organization called activate which is a non-profit that operates an entrepreneurial fellowship program uh that's really focused on empowering scientific founders that want to spin out their academic research into uh, into a company into into something that can be commercialized oh, that's quite um, unique that yeah yeah I think it's um, uh, you know it's, it's a really great opportunity for you know for the entrepreneurial focused uh, researcher uh, to be able to kind of you know, spend two years. So the Activate Fellowship is the two-year program um, where, you know, Activate provides a living stipend. So you don't have to worry about, you know, sleeping on your mother's couch while you're yeah. trying to spin out a company, um, as well as a small research stipend as well. And the idea is that, you know, in these two years, let's try to build that initial prototype that uh, that meets commercial specifications. Um, yeah. Or let's try to fail really fast, <laughs> you wow. know, uh, yeah, so that's yeah, another yeah. way to learn. Very important, uh, yeah, failing fast. Right, cool. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so so that's what the that's what the Activate Fellowship is really about. And, and it's really around, um, around hardware-based technologies that can have a large social impact. Uh, okay. So, of course, climate tech fo- falls into that. Um, but, you know, climate tech is not the only type of uh, technology that, that Activate has under its umbrella. Um, and, and so, yeah, so, so that, that's, that's kind of how the program operates. And um, the program, like one of the other sort of benefits of being in a program like that is yeah. that you're, you're going to be with other entrepreneurs who are in the same kind of boat is yeah you, um, yeah if where, you sink like, you sink if you want to float you float together cool nice <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it's really nice to have like peers that you can talk to and you can kind of learn from um and and as well as just having access to a large network that Cool. that Activate has. And, I, I, um, cannot, I cannot... Since then, I've actually... Yeah, yeah I kind of had... I kind of had a kind of um, 
foretaste of that kind of environment in the Undeck Fellowship because you have a wide variety mm-hmm. of people with different ideas, although you have one big umbrella idea of the climate, but people have different solutions they've come to present for this. So uh, perhaps yeah. that's kind of a similar comparison to uh, what um, the Activate Fellowship presents, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and Activate is very much focused on sort of supporting that very early stage um, in helping grow the company, uh, helping you network with various partners, investors, uh, strategics who might be able to kind of, you know, uh, help you grow your company as well. And um, yeah, yeah. So what's, since what's... then, actually, I've moved to um, the engine, which is an early stage uh, venture capital fund uh, that's focused on investing in, um, you know, lab lab breakthroughs, academic research lab breakthroughs that have a large societal impact. So Do you have any example? Of, any example of maybe maybe what you've um, maybe come out with in in this fellowship? Maybe. Any example of maybe um, a venture um, organization or maybe a startup that's sprung up from the engine or the Activate yeah. Fellowship? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the engine has uh, around 33 portfolio companies right now. Um, you know, so they it's just close their. It's it's a large portfolio, and and these companies are you know either focused on climate tech or human health or sort of advanced systems, infrastructure type stuff. And so, you know, one of the big companies that the engine invested in is called Commonwealth Fusion Systems, uh, which is a, um, a company that's going to be generating electricity through fusion power. Wow, that's uh, cool. So yeah yeah and this is a this is a this company has grown really big and it's you know wow that's that's more than 150 employees and there's going to be a they're they're building a pilot plant now here in massachusetts wow um so it's it's very exciting for them yeah that's really really interesting okay so um it's very um amazing and also very thought-provoking how you've navigated your career through the nuclear field and also in the startup area and um, entrepreneurship and and um, the things surrounding it so it's quite interesting to see how this has um, grown and how you've grown in it as well so uh, this brings me to the next question about um, uh, because uh, we have a lot of um, young people that are listening to us and um, 60% of the people in sub-Saharan Africa are young people and you can be very sure that um, the larger portion of people listening to this podcast are young youngsters. So I, I wonder, like, looking at um, your career path and the way you've um, grown in your career, it will be very, very challenging and captivating for a lot of youngsters. And also talking from the developing world's point of view, a lot of things need to be done. I wonder, what are your thoughts and um, what has helped you along the way as you progressed to becoming who you are at this point now? Please. Yeah, that's a great question. And I would definitely say, I would say two things. Uh, So one for me was kind of having um, not so much a clear idea of where I wanted to be because I had no idea that I would become, I would 
be in venture capital 10 years ago. Um, But more around that I really wanted to be in a space where I could have an impact on climate change. Uh, So that was sort of my guiding star to all of the decisions that I made uh, throughout my career. Um, So, you know, when I was, uh, when I finished my undergraduate studies, I was applying for jobs. And one of the jobs that I got was um, with an oil and gas services company, which would have paid me really, really well. I would have been super well off at a very young age. Um, But then... I I didn't want to be in the oil and gas space. Like I wanted to. Wow, that would be so really strange to, to hear in the... this part of the world. <laughs> Everybody wants <laughs> yeah, to work in yeah. the oil company in Nigeria, especially in most and African because, countries. Absolutely, and that's because it's you know it's a it's a very uh, lucrative space. Like yeah, you you know you're is. you'll be set for life, right? Yeah, um, most likely. Uh, but I, I really wanted to try something different. Like I wanted to work on a technology that could potentially help with climate change. Um, and so that, that was one of the, you know, that was kind of a, a, a guiding principle for me, I guess. I mean, it, it, it really depends on, on the person. But for me, that's what really helped me make decisions throughout. And, uh, and the other thing I would say is, you know, just having you know, trying to find a really strong, uh, supportive network of people as well. You know, that might be your your family, um, your friends, people from, uh, you know, from some some job or like the on deck climate tech fellowship. Yeah. Um, you know, people that you can just kind of talk to uh, about decisions that you want to make and, and also express your um, controversy as well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, exactly. Yeah. These are people who will call you out if yeah. they think that you're not doing the right thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so you know, they, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it 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 comes to a point where you you just need to leave your comfort zone at some point. You know, when you are in a place where everybody is like nodding to everything you do, everybody's like you are like the the good in the good books of everybody, even though you are not making any impact, like you, you don't make any change. There is no impact generally. Yeah. There's the need kind of yeah. to break out of that box kind of, and to make a very strong stride that will make you, that will launch you into the next level. And that's really very commendable on your part. So uh, I, I wonder being in the US and um, 20% of the electricity generated in US is from the nuclear and uh, the atmosphere does not seem very conducive although there are a lot of startup companies that are bringing up new technologies uh, I, do, I, I don't want to name them at this point but I'm very sure that um, your company alone is already like looking at um, companies and people that are like developing new technology that will be very useful both in the US and for the international market so i wonder like what's the what's the future like although you've drifted away from nuclear but you cannot take nuclear away from you you know it's still in your system i believe right (laughs) yeah absolutely and what do you think is the future like what's the future like for nuclear in us and kind of um in the in the world if you might have a grasp on that i would love to see more nuclear um in both in the US and, and in the world, of course. And I feel like, 
especially in the developing world, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for new nuclear builds, right? Because um, you know Why there isn't any there baggage that. Why do you think? Uh, I feel like. Yeah, because populations are growing in the developing world like if you just look at like india for example there's just a lot more demand for for clean baseload electricity right um so i mean pollution is already a big issue in in india for example um and, and 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 so is blackouts um yeah. they happen constantly in, in india and that's, so having, that's very normal here as well in nigeria especially oh right right <laughs> right and and it's like yeah it just becomes so normal but it's uh there there are solutions out there right like there are um and so you know nuclear might be one of those solutions and um and and i think you know like especially with these advanced nuclear reactor designs, they, they're going to be able to combat some of the legacy issues that these old generation one, generation two reactors have. Um, and so I feel like, I, I feel like people might be more receptive to the advanced nuclear reactor designs. Okay, um, that's very nice. But I wonder, like, I, I have a little um, um, concern if it's, if it's, if it, that's, uh, if that's what it means. Uh, my yeah. concern is this, like, having the advanced nuclear technology, having to use that without having it being proven somewhere, like, you know, the nuclear field, I don't know if it is becoming more like something you can just get the latest model and use without testing the old one you know like a smartphone you can start using an android phone from at at this point without even learning how a phone works and you can just go off from that point and be a phone user but i wonder how it it is in the in the nuclear technology aspect like is it is it easy for one to just leapfrog into the advanced nuclear technology like in a place like um, Africa where we don't have that benefit of learning from proving technology like the Gen 3 and Gen 3 plus um, options? I wonder, like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? You know, in India, you already have nuclear power plants working from the Russian technologies and different. And thanks to the um, new regulation, I mean, new um, international law that um, removed the trade embargo, uh, between us and india so you can now um, trade technologies or do a kind of technology transfer so but already you have an existing technology going on so yeah. what do you think like especially from the startup point i know you may be being a startup um, um accelerator kind of person you might have some things you need to get from maybe the scientist or the guy who's proposing a new technology that will make you approve it or fund it but when it comes to the guy who wants to buy it he it's yeah yeah, it might make a good business case but going um in the operation and maintenance and also in in the future if i may say do you think this might be a problem in the future I mean, I think, you know, uh, as you very rightly mentioned, like there are still a lot of challenges. And, and I think, um, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of this can be mitigated with strong um, government support and 
public-private partnerships, uh, which is what is trying to happen in the U.S. Though. Yeah, they were um, public-private partnership. You got it. Great. Right, right, exactly. And so, you know, kind of because a lot of these projects require a lot of upfront capital costs, um, and you know, it, it's very hard to raise that kind of money in the private sector. Yeah. Um, so being able to, you know, get support from the government to be able to set up test reactors, uh, to at least, you know, test out the technology um, can really help because once you, once you have those kinds of integrated um, test, you know, results and things like that, like that can really help with um, licensing your reactor. Yeah. Um, So, you know, going through all the regulatory hurdles and um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to do and it's definitely very nuanced and um yeah but i mean like i yeah, know i, I understand is, that you know. um like an example of china that got the ap1000 the westinghouse uh, mm-hmm. reactor they got it but it was not working anywhere like they were already building it in us but it has not been completed i think in the voctol um, uh sites and somewhere else i think in, <laughs> still uh, not completed yeah still uncompleted but but the chinese have already bought this technology they already got it working in in china already without having to see it working elsewhere so i think there is kind of um a future like if the people are very willing they might be willing to take the risk and take the big um, jump or like the the, the the leap of faith if my if i may say and like give it a good shot like if i'm if i may say if that's the the right word for it so i think there is hope kind yeah. of yeah 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 i think so and i mean you know these types of reactors um often there's hundreds of jobs uh, that come with this type of reactor uh yeah. so that's another you know like hundreds, hundreds of like very skilled, high-paying jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's another kind of incentive as well. Yeah, very good. So um, Lakshana, uh, it's quite interesting to talk with you, and I'm very, very happy. It's quite an interactive and amazing session with you. I want to have some last words from you so that um, we can call it um, a time in this session perhaps um, in the future we can have more time with you but um, at this point i just want to ask you just two questions one i want to ask you about the activate fellowship if um, you take people from outside the u.s uh, i don't know about that can you tell us if that applies perhaps sure um so there's uh definitely applications are open uh for people outside of the u.s uh, the only stipulations are that you have to move to either boston or berkeley for the duration of the fellowship um and then you know do you facilitate that, also, that movement uh, we we do a uh, we do have a relocation stipend um so definitely you know, we encourage people to i mean um, okay. that, that, that you know that's a very core part of the fellowship uh, right. being in the same location as everyone else um, okay and so. then having the the access to you know just making sure that you're able to work in the US and work for your company like work for the company that you're spinning out uh, which are fantastic. kind of very yeah technical minor details but you know <laughs> that's good 
yeah so uh i sincerely appreciate the answer to that question that brings me to the last one um what are your last words like what do you want our listeners to know like what are your last words any word you want to to give to those who are listening to us now I just want to say, you know, thank you once again for for having me, and you know, I'm really looking forward to learning more about uh, the, you know, progress of nuclear technology in in Africa, especially in Nigeria, um, and um, yeah, and also, you know, please get in touch with me if you have any other, if you have any cool startup ideas or or if you would like some advice on you know how to spin out the technology um i'm, I'm definitely happy to help with that type of um with, wow. with that type of advice and thinking wow that's quite a generous offer from you thank you very much lakshana for the time with us and i sincerely appreciate and hope to speak with you one more time and um i get to know more about you and what you do and um um, expand the frontiers of our network. Thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jerry. This was great.